everyone and welcome to another episode of Bavarian Podcast Works. Today we will be reviewing Germany's one-all draw with the Netherlands, which was Hansi Flick's first ever game against a proper top European side in international football since taking over Germany. And I would say that it was kind of mixed. Lots of positives to take away from this game, but also a few negatives which we will have to get to. But first of all, let's start with the lineup. And it was what we expected, but not in the way we expected it. 4-2-3-1 standard. No back three, which we thought we might see. Instead, Hansi Flick went with a standard back four, Manuel Neuer in the goalkeeping position, Schlotterbeck and Rudiger, the duo in the middle with David Raum and Tito Kehrer on the flanks. You had Jamal Muziala and Elkai Gundogan in midfield with Timo Werner up top, Thomas Muller behind him and Kai Havertz and Leroy Sané on the wings. So that's kind of a surprise because against Israel, we saw a back three setup quite similar to Nagelsmann's asymmetrical hybrid formation that we have gotten used to at Bayern. But instead of that, today, with more Bayern players in the pitch, mind you, Flick decided, no, I won't go with that. I will go with this instead, which is something that we have gotten used to with him. And I think it was actually good. I think it was good for 70 minutes until Germany had to make subs. And I think that we had the Netherlands on the back foot for most of the game. Like... Let's just talk about this for a second. I think the key to this game was one player, and that is Jamal Muziala. Right now, Jamal Muziala is he's de- developing like an anime character. Really, it's like like a few episodes ago he was just came onto the scene, and now suddenly he's the most important player out there on the pitch. He's just nineteen, and he was dominating that Dutch midfield, a midfield that had the likes of Frankie De Jong, by the way. And wow, like I can't say enough good things about this performance i mean people were raving about his performance against israel but this is on another level from that gundigan it like basically didn't even have to do anything because muziala was so good at getting the ball playing out of tight spaces the dutch defenders could not stop him they literally ripped his shirt apart trying to stop him and the english referee you know referees that we hate english ref Craig Pawson today, he was awful, he let them do whatever, but even then they could not stop Muziala. They just did not know what to do with him, they did not know how to handle him. In the end, they had to commit so much to stopping Muziala that it just left space all over the pitch for the Germans to exploit. And exploited they did, they did get a goal, gracefully scored by Thomas Muller. They say gracefully, actually I meant venomously, because Muller, you know, he missed that penalty against Israel and he... It seems to have bothered him because that way that he thumped the ball into the back of the net, that was with malice. And I have not seen that kind of a finish from Muller in a very long time. Almost never, really. Usually Muller's goals are a little bit slapstick, but this one was, wow, that, that was a bullet of a shot. And Flecken had no chance of saving it. That was also a goal created by Muziala, by the way. So Muziala had a hand in everything today. And you could see that most when he came off. When he came off, Germany basically lost all control in midfield. He was subbed off for Florian Neuhaus, and it's kind of weird. I think that with this performance, Muziala has actually played himself into contention for a starting spot in the Bayern midfield. It might sound strange to say that, but I think watching this game, Leon Goretzka better be worried about his spot because he was not playing well in the build-up to that long injury that has kept him out for so many months now. Like, 
he better not be expecting to walk back into the lineup as it stands because Musiala, the way he's playing right now for both Germany and Bayern, he deserves to be starting alongside Joshua Kimmich in midfield and not Goretzka. Goretzka needs to play himself back into the squad if he wants to be the real midfielder that Germany can rely upon because right now, Musiala, he was... How do I say it? His ability to carry the ball forward to play out of space like it's not Thiago-esque I know we use Thiago-esque to define something super later but it's not like that it's more like having a midfielder version of Franck Ribéry he wiggles through defenders and then he just goes and it's so good to watch it's like and 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 the best part of it is that it completely tore Netherlands' system apart like Louis van Gaal, he's a good coach and he had the Netherlands set up in a competent system as we found out after they made the subs. But while Muziala was on the pitch, nothing was working for them because they had to focus on him so much. It just made them less effective everywhere else on the pitch. That is the kind of, let's say, game-changing ability that we seldom see from a player that is as young as him. And I am looking forward to see how much Muziala will develop. I am glad that Nagelsmann decided you know what we're going to use him in midfield because it's a waste to have Muziala constantly playing as an understudy to Thomas Muller or Serge Gnabry or Leroy Sané even though he could easily start those positions for another club instead why not have him in midfield and let him get these minutes and let him develop he is one of those players who is a manager's dream he can play any position on the field and he can do it well because he has intelligence he has grit he has determination and he has technical ability. He has everything he needs to succeed and he has it at such a young age and I look forward to seeing where this goes with him. I really hope he keeps his starting spot even after Goretzka comes back and Goretzka has to fight his way back into the lineup. This can only be good for Bayern if we get more quality on the pitch and not less. Now, the other players, Thomas Muller, goal, and he was creative today. He could have had a couple of assists. One to Lucas Mecha, which poor Mecha shot straight at Flecken. I think if Lewandowski had received that exact pass, he would have slotted it past the keeper. So that's just a striker error. Muller had a great game today, I think. Leroy Sané, not as good as usual, but uh, good in terms of just, you know, finding through balls and spaces, but not as good with his final ball in the sense that his finishing remains a little bit of a weak point for him. I think for the XG he gets, he should be scoring more goals. The same could be said of Timo Werner, who does everything right. You know, Timo Werner does so much good in build-up and pressing and defending, but he does not get those goals, and it's just a little bit annoying to watch. In terms of the whole team, I would say that Germany did well with pressing. You could see that Hansi Flick touch has been put, and in terms of the defense... David Raum, you know, not as effective as he was against Israel going forward, but he did stay back and no catastrophic errors, except for maybe the occasion where Netherlands got their equalizer with Steven Bergwijn. He kind of was at fault and so was Rüdiger, but, you know, it's harder to analyze and I won't leave that for, like, someone in the observations of the match awards to do. Whereas, let's talk about Schlotterbeck. Schlotterbeck was good, I think think that with these performances he's legitimately playing himself into being a contender for Germany's backline in what is it World Cup 2022 but 
he still has a mistake or two in him and because of that he is still not as reliable as someone like Nick Mazzula who is injured right now and unable to play for Germany. So Schlotterbeck probably is the first off the bench for Germany in World Cup 2022 unless he improves. Rudiger, Rudiger was his usual self, physical, didn't offer that much in terms of just distribution or long passing but that's not really his game he does it okay but nowhere near as good as Sula and we did kind of miss Sula's distribution today from the back because you know it was not that easy to make inroads against Netherlands's setup because they had passing channels closed down and they were pressing it's just that fun uh, sorry I almost said Fonzie instead of Moziala Moziala just made it look so easy to get past them he, some people thought that it was easier than it looked. We realized that it wasn't that easy once Flick decided to make his subs. He subbed on Moziala and the game basically completely turned. Neuhaus came on. Neuhaus was invisible. He was so bad. He was not doing anything. You had Drassler come on. Drassler didn't do anything. You had Brandt come on. So useless. He did not. Like, I don't understand what the point of Union Brandt is. Sometimes I watch him for Borussia Dortmund and I think he's doing well. But then suddenly I realize, oh, I, I wasn't actually watching Union Brandt. I was watching Erling Haaland because they have both they both have blonde hair and vaguely tall. So you kind of mix them up. You can't even do that for Germany. So you can't even mix them up with Erling Haaland. So Brandt had nowhere to hide on the pitch today. And he was so abysmal wearing that number 10 jersey. So, so bad. And this is I think this game has really exposed the problem with Germany's death like outside of the Bayern core and some of the Chelsea players there is not much good in this Germany like squad it's not like France where they can just keep calling up players after player after player that is world class or near world class quality Germany have a very solid starting lineup I think when everyone is fit and also some solid benches and some solid up-and-coming players like Florian Wirtz but overall, the entire squad is not as deep as you would expect a country of Germany's footballing caliber to be. And that's something that Flick will just have to deal with. And I don't think the way he's dealt with it so far is adequate. He's given these guys chances, but it's quite clear that they don't deserve these chances. We saw Benjamin Hendricks at the end of the game today. He did not really stand out. Maybe he'll get a better chance for the next international break or international games. Germany have them coming up after the season when they face England, Hungary and what is it? One more team. I think I can't remember exactly who it is in the Nations League. That's going to be interesting and that's going to be the real proper litmus test for Hansi Flick's side as he will have his entire squad more time to train and he will decide how they're going to be set up, how they're going to be playing. And what I want to see more is more interplay between the Bayern and Chelsea forwards, a better midfield setup maybe remove Gundogan and put Kimmich in for him and have a Kimmich Musiala pivot. We'll know whether Kimmich Musiala is a good pivot or not with Nagelsmann's experiments for the rest of the season. And for the defense, it's interesting. I don't think Tilo Kerrer is a good right back. He does get forward decently enough, but once he gets forward, he doesn't do anything with the ball. He's not that dynamic. So maybe now that Schlotterbeck is proving himself to be a good center back, maybe Niklas Zula can go to the right back spot and play there. And that will solve Germany's consistent right-back problems that they've had for years and years and years. And maybe if Sula plays at right-back, he can offer the dynamism and the distribution that they have been lacking. Whereas for the left-back spot, I think the Raum, he was looking like he could bench Gosens based on his performance against Israel. But after today's game, it's looking a lot more iffy. It's still up in the air whether Raum or Gunther or Gosens will be the starting left-back when Germany go to Qatar. 
I don't know who it's going to be yet, and Flick will need to keep experimenting on that. There's a lot to say about more individual performances, but I think that's pretty much the gist of it. And if you want to disagree with me, you can comment on our blog. We have a wonderful community there, and you can listen to this the rest of our shows on Spotify, Apple, Google, and whichever other podcasting platform you use. We are on Twitter at Bavarian Epiworks, so go and give us a follow. And this is it from me. This was I Need No Name, reviewing Germany versus the Netherlands. And we will see you next time, which will probably be our preview show for Freiburg. So stay tuned for that. Good night.